0: Welcome back. We have a fantastic show for all of you today. Julie, are you live? I think you are. Aren't you? No, you might not be. You know what, I, I, Julie? I think you need to call back in. All right. So listen, listeners, here's what we've got in store for you today. We have got um, an answer to a question that we get very, very frequently, and the question is, are you there, Julie? <laughs> So there she is. She's coming back in. All right. So the question is specifically: How do you go from being a part-time agent to a full-time agent? This is one of those things that I know is not for the grizzled veterans, who are a majority of our listeners. But in the meantime, maybe pass this along to agents who are thinking about getting into real estate, because this will essentially save them a lot of stress, a lot of searching, a lot of uh, trying to uh, a consternation. Hey, Julie, welcome to the show today. <laughs>
1: Thank you. I think I'm here.
0: You're there, yeah. So um, first of all, before we get to those points, and I want to thank all of you for wishing me happy birthday. My birthday was on Saturday. We had a wonderful birthday party. Uh, Zoe, our five-year-old, uh, decorated the house. <laughs> her and Nana made a very nice birthday cake, and it was really wonderful, actually. So uh, thank you for that. And just a reminder to everyone, tomorrow is Julie's birthday. Yes, our birthdays are just three days apart. And if you guys want to wish Julie a happy birthday, you can email her directly, <laughs> julie yeah. at tip And, dot com. and uh, yeah, sincerely, we appreciate you taking the time. I know a lot of time the – Happy birthdays and whatnot we get on Facebook or just bots, but still, I appreciate it. It's still nice. Um, we have a cool show that I'm going to um, have ready this week. Uh, I had a very uh, – it was an informal conversation with Gary Keller a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to be sharing with all of you what his vision of the tech future is and some other ideas that um, – or some other points of our conversation we also had, which I think will be very interesting. So, Julie, why don't we schedule that for Wednesday, okay?
1: All right. Sounds good.
0: Okay, and I don't think you have a show for Thursday either. So, no, we are we have an interview this week on Thursday. Yep. This is a really busy week is what I'm saying. Um, mm-hmm. So, without any further delay, Julie, do you have anyone you want to acknowledge, anyone you want to give praise to or whatnot?
1: Uh, well, you know, all of our Premier Coaching members who are, some of them, having more pendings than they've ever seen before in their careers. So, that's always yep. a hot topic on that call. We do, of course, our daily live uh, Premier Coaching call And uh, just a a community shout out for them all doing such a killer job so early in the year helping so many people. And of course, as head coach, my job is to make sure that this is not just a fluke, not just a once, uh, you know, first quarter, really great quarter, but that we keep them all, (coughs) excuse me, in momentum going forward, which is always the danger when you've got so many pendings to take after. So we're doing a lot of discussion about maintaining your magic number of listings and uh, doing what we have to do to keep them there. So that's my community shout out.
0: And so, Julie just mentioned um, magic number of listings. For those of you who might be listening to us for the first time, make sure you grab the Real Estate Treasure Map. It is your fill-in-the-blank business plan. And to get that, all you have to do is text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. We also give you the other book, which Julie and I actually we read. Sometimes we listen to this book every year. Um, the original Think and Grow Rich, there's a public domain version. I won't explain what public domain is, but it, it was written in the 30s by um, Napoleon Hill. It's a fantastic book. It really is. It's a very practical – well, I mean, let's drill down. It's a very practical and tactical approach to a lot of the head junk that people work their way through. Julie and I have probably listened to – I don't think I've ever actually No, I say it. I think I maybe you've read it once when I was in high school, but I bet you I've listened to that thing. 10 times, I bet. Every time I listen to it, I'm, I'm not going to say at this point I'm learning new things, but I will say I'm, I'm being reminded of things that maybe I thought I'd learned that hadn't stuck. <laughs> so, you know, that's the benefit. Anyway, we give you this book for free. And what Julie uh, did, she took the public domain version. She added a lot of real estate content to it, trying to make some of the lessons he was teaching in uh, Think and Grow Rich more practical and tactical for all of you. You get that book for free. That's my point. And you get four other books as well. Uh, We have a a 12-month lead generation book that we give you, just all kinds of things. So make sure you text the word Harris to 31996. And when you do, you're also going to be entitled to a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. So you're going to be able to talk to somebody who's actually going to help you put in place your lead generation plan for 2019 and then into 2020. So text the word Harris to 31996. So, Julie um yes. lots and lots of new age lots of new agents coming out of the woodwork this time of year people who are as we like to say real estate curious and those people that are real estate curious they always kind of go through the same sets of questions in the same exact order it's kind of like when you prospect an expired and they say the same things almost like there's someone coaching them what to say you know um and so what we're going to do with this podcast that might spread until tomorrow is we are going to give you the exact specific things that you need to consider. Now, this is how to transition from a part-time dabbler to a full-time rock star, but the reality of it is, is it's also very practical for those of you who are um, thinking about getting your real estate licenses too. So I would say this covers probably at least 60% of all of our podcast yep. listeners, so make sure you take great notes. Julie?
1: Yes, indeed. So this covers them both. As you said, there are uh, the real estate curious, but also the real estate, we call them sort of dabblers or samplers that for whatever reason, maybe they're still at their previous job and they're trying to ramp up to replace that job. This covers all of you guys. So take good notes. And circle the ones that apply to you. Put a check, list, check next to the point where you've already taken care of it. So, how to transition from part time dabbler to full time rock star, there are some rules about how and when to actually make that leap. Number one is timing. Now, if you're on your own, no spouse, no kids, no dependents, then take the risk whenever you want because you are responsible only for yourself. Otherwise, <coughs> excuse me, you have to follow the rest of these points very closely. So Timing will be a little bit different for everyone, but those of you who have no dependents have more freedom to make that move when you choose. Number two, insurance. This is something a lot of people don't think about until maybe it's too late and they're circling back. So insurance, if you have a job or your spouse does that has great insurance and benefits, consider putting yourself on their insurance or using your own and greatly reducing your hours and other requirements to that job so you can keep those benefits. We've had coaching clients do this with lots of different versions of, uh, you know, light hour type of jobs. I think one of their favorites is working for FedEx because they've got really great benefits. We've had Starbucks managers. We've had a couple of school bus drivers. You know, they do a a quick round in the morning and they're done, but they do it for the insurance. And if that's not for you personally, maybe your spouse has insurance that you've got to put yourself under. It's almost always going to be less expensive with better benefits.
0: Go ahead. Right I mean, I don't know why you're talking about school bus drivers. I mean someone can't just decide to be a school bus driver, I assume and try to sell real estate. That was a weird Actually, example, sister. What are you thinking?
1: Now this is from our actual coaching clients that have picked up little driving jobs that have good insurance just for the insurance where it, they're looking for something well, that has minimum commitment is all I'm saying
0: but that's okay yeah we what you're no I understand but what your point is is you're saying and it's important that Julie this is what we are yeah don't don't trash your insurance and don't try and the other thing she's going to start talking about remember guys we're practical and tactical here we're not going to try to blow sunshine up you know unicorn's butt right so the reality of it is is that a lot of you you get too much of a head of steam and you just burn bridges with your safety and security items in your lives and as Julie said when she started, you can take obviously a ton of risk if you're just by yourself, or if you're just maybe you and a comp- you and your partner or whatever, but as soon as you start adding kids and more you know human liabilities, or well, I guess I suppose any kind of liability that needs fed, you're going to have to take those things in consideration. So if you're thinking about getting into real estate, going from a part-time dabbler to full-time, or just getting into real estate, period, and you've got a family, you've got financial obligations, then you need to take those financial responsibilities seriously and put those before your own ego's desire to not work for anybody anymore. Because here's the reality of it. Everybody gets into real estate or really starts a business, for that matter, for three dominant reasons. One, because they don't want a boss. Uh, Two, because they don't want want to be told what to do and when to do it. And three, because they think they can make limitless money. Well, here's what happens in real estate. You're going to get your real estate license. You're going to discover you don't have a boss. You are your own boss. Yay, you accomplished that goal. It took you two seconds. The next one is you're not going to have anybody telling you what to do and when to do it. In other words, you can screw around all day on Facebook and Instagram and learning how to make videos and working on your logo and your website. You can basically toil your days away, and nobody's going to say a damn thing to you. Nobody will. Your spouse won't. Your broker won't. Your office manager won't. You could go months without earning a dime and convince yourself that you're working on your business. I'm learning. I'm putting my plan in place. I'm creating my systems. All these lies you say to yourself. These are all the things that the industry has normalized as far as complacency and procrastination and all these other types of things. And yeah, you can get away with it. Matter of fact, not only can you get away for a with little it, while. but in a lot of cases, in a lot of cases, you're well. If that's right, depends on what your financial runway is like, or if you have somebody else that's supporting you. But not only can you get away with it, but our industry actually condones it. There's going to be some new Yahoo that comes to town and wants to sell you some sort of secret magic button, secret handshake, going to do everything for you widget, or some fancy new CRM, or you know what I'm talking about, listeners. And the broker's going to encourage you to go, yeah, 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 you should go. You should consider buying the whatever because they probably don't – well, look, they're not going to tell you what you don't want to hear when you don't want to hear it because they don't want you to leave the brokerage. That's the disadvantage that the brokers and the office managers have always had. In some cases, they know the truth about what you should be doing, but if they told you the truth – that you wouldn't want to hear the truth, and you might quit the brokerage and go someplace else where someone will placate you. There's a, so much dysfunction in the industry. So Julie's point is this. At the end of the day, you are self-employed. At the end of the day, you are, if you have a family, let's just use real words, and you think that somehow magically all the stars are going to align for you to the point where you're just going to go from whatever you're doing now to you know working full-time in real estate, and all of a sudden all the closings are going to line up, all the while, you've got three little kids that you have to feed. You are not just being irresponsible. You're being an asshole. And that is unless, of course, you have a lot of money set aside, which most of you do not. So Julie, when she says, consider if you're getting into real estate and if you're coming out of another career, get, another, get a part-time job where it's going to at least have some health insurance. Um, and she's giving you some ideas. That way you have that bucket covered because if little Johnny or Susie have to go to the doctor and have a little stitches done or something like that, that's yet another financial obligation that you don't need right now. So when she's being well, practical I, and tactical. Even if it's your dog, yep.
1: right? Let's say your dog gets into an accident. You don't want to be making decisions because you're broke of what you're going to do or not do. So right. I, you know, right. this this makes us very different than what some of you guys have heard. There are people out there that say, just, you know what? Cut, a, cut everything off and force yourself to have to earn. That's the ticket. Well, that works for a very small percentage of people. And if you don't have that financial runway, as Tim said, what we're talking about there is you know savings, which is our next point. We'll talk about that in a second. You know, if you've got a year of reserves socked away and you've got insurance with your spouse, you know their job, then fine. But otherwise, as Tim said, don't be an asshole. Don't don't just put yourself first. You've got to be really thinking about this and take care of business before you take those risks. So that leads us up well, to point but, number three well, or
0: rule number three. Go ahead. But, but Julie, it really is – I mean, I was obviously trying to be a little bit, uh, you know, anger the assholes basically by telling people not to be assholes because the only people that are going to be pissed off about being called an asshole is somebody that's probably an asshole. But, <laughs> I mean, that's the reality of it. We, get, we do yeah. get emails all the time from people who are – who do have mouths to feed who are all of a sudden thinking that I am a certain age now or, you know, I deserve to be able to express my creative freedoms and become an entrepreneur. And then Mm -hmm. they talk to us, and we always ask the same question. How much money do you have saved, which is Julie's next point? You know, how many mouths do you have to feed? And if those two numbers don't really equate, in other words, if you don't have at least a couple years of the savings in cash – Uh, and you've got a family to feed, we will never tell you to be full-time in real estate, ever. And what she just said is really important. The industry hates the fact that we tell people to be part-time. But we tell people to be part-time so that they won't have crappy uh, family relationships. They won't starve their kids, you know. It's the whole thing. You guys have to see things completely. You have to understand that this business is difficult when you're getting started until you get in your groove, until you learn what we, you know, frankly, until you follow the premier coaching system. And once you start doing that, things are going to get a lot easier for you. But in the intervening maybe months, sometimes weeks, it just depends on how hard you're really willing to work, you're not going to have any money. You're not going to have any consistent cash flow. So be practical and tactical. Don't just throw the baby out with the yeah. bathwater, and don't put your needs to be an entrepreneur and all that ahead of your already your current your current familial obligations.
1: Yeah. There you are. So point number three, or rule number three, savings. Let's talk about that. You must have saved a bare minimum of 90 days worth of personal overhead. I really am more comfortable with them having six months, but at least 90 days. The savings must be from the net commissions of your closings, unless you've already socked it away from something else. But ideally, why is this? Because 90 days savings from your net commissions shows you have consistency, follow-through, and some level of skill so that you won't just quit your job and starve. So 90 days minimum, six months is better. Don't do it until you've got that. I mean, we get, you're right, we get emails, we get uh, calls from people that are like, well, you know, I've got 30 days saved. 30 days, you know, all you have to do is have one little financial hiccup and you're done. You, 30 days goes by in a blink. So it's gotta be more than that and it's gotta be ideally when you're transitioning to being full-time, Ideally, you need to have shown that you've got some level of skill, even if it's just survival skill at that point. Would you agree with that,
0: Tim? Definitely. Absolutely. Well, but I mean, look, if you're joining if you're in Premier Coaching and you're transitioning or you from one, you know, full-time to part-time or if you're just getting your license and you're joining Premier Coaching, we do have very specific paths for you to follow. They're going to tell you literally every single thing you should be doing for the next 90 days, and it's not for wimps because our mindset is you have to learn as you earn. Our coaching programs are not designed to make it so you have to sit around and learn for the next six months, and then maybe, hopefully, you're going to be able to make some money. No, that is learn while you earn. So if you're, in a, if you're a premier coaching member now... Um, I want to make it very clear to you your job is not to learn and then take the next couple of weeks or months learning. Your job is to earn while you learn, which means don 't ask for role play partners don 't ask for accountability partners. your accountability partners are your bills and your role play your partners are the sellers that 's right and your role play partners are the people that you are um, you 're actually speaking with called sellers they don 't know that you 're practicing on them that 's how you learn put yourself under real pressure stop wasting time this is right now julie said at the top of the call This is probably, for the agents that have a skill set, this is the start of probably the best three to five years of their lives, career-wise. It's going to be fantastic because they have skills that other agents don't. Other agents are so dedicated and focused on all the silly stuff that worked in a seller's market, and they're slowly coming to realize that the things that were working uh, then won't work now. I mean, here's another little interesting tidbit. We're going to take a sidestep, if you don't mind, Julie. You can Mm -hmm. top off your Java. Um, mm-hmm. So Zillow came out and in, in essence said, now that there's a new man at the helm, that they're changing all the ways in which they interacted with the real estate community. They have basically said, you guys can read this article it's on Inman, they've basically said that they are going to uh, consolidate who their customers are. They're going to get rid of all their call centers, which means you guys are going to stop getting all the prospecting calls from Zillow. They're going to actually focus their business, their leads on brokerages, a handful of brokerages in the country, and the way that they're going to be doing it is they're going to, uh, they're going to generate the lead, they're going to pre-qualify uh, and convert the lead, they're gonna put the lead with their mortgage company, then they're going to send the lead to these partners that they have, and the partners are going to not only pay a fee for the honor of being this particular, the chosen one, but they're also gonna pay a referral fee. No one knows the exact numbers yet, but it appears that there are brokers out there that are willing to take these types of leads for only net to them 25 to 30%. Now, if you're a broker and you think that's a good deal, you're just going to get broker because the reality of it is, is you're not going to be able to make any money after you pay the agent. Put the math together here, folks. You think that Zillow is doing you a favor? They're not. They have now gone from slowly putting brokers out of business to now quickly putting brokers out of business by making brokers dependent. So that's what's going to happen for all of you who think that you're going to be able to waltz into the year continuing to buy buyer leads. Zillow has actually said that they are going to most likely – Uh, essentially read the article, you guys will come to the same conclusions. They're going to stop selling leads directly to individual agents. So the premier uh, agent regime seems to be coming to an end. Now, here's the other thing that they said. They said that they're going to make generating buyer leads less important to their business quickly, and they're going to focus more on the iBuyer end of the business. That's what they said. And again, those iBuyer leads are going to come with massive extortion, oh, I'm sorry, referral fees, and um, yeah, and then they're going to walk or slowly move away from the dependency of selling buyer leads to agents. That's the move that they're making. Read the article. Conclusion, how is that relevant to you? If you are listening right now to Tim and Julie for the first time, uh, you have missed basically the you know, last three years of us telling you that this was going to happen. The buying of buyer leads has never been a good way to conduct yourself in, on, in this industry. And now it's essentially going to be, for those of you who only know how to buy buyer leads, that's been your main source of business. And there's lots of brokers out there that have built themselves up on, or at least sort of built themselves up, on buying buyer leads from uh, Zillow, margining those buyer leads and selling them off to agents or charging referrals fees and selling them to those agents. If your brokerage has not been you know, given the golden handshake with Zillow to be one of the chosen ones – And those meetings happened last week, by the way. If you were not asked to be part of that, you need to read what Rich Barton said in this interview, and you need to be very clear that your account or relationship with Zillow is most likely going to come to an end. So you better, sure as hell, as quickly as you possibly can, you better learn what you need to know in order to survive the shift into this new buyer's market. And if you don't, you're going to have some serious problems. If you don't, that means that your agents are going to have some serious problems. Last week alone, I received emails from Premier Coaching students who said that their brokerage uh, had just basically sent out a notice saying, we're closing. That's what's going to start happening in mass. And then they're obviously worried about what brokerage they're going to go to. And uh, for most part, by the way, I mean, we've talked about this before. But, you know, there's n- really, as you get to it, there's not very many brokerage options available anymore if you're looking at essentially what's the best fit for most agents. And what we're suggesting most agents do, well, you know what? If you're interested in learning how to basically choose which brokerage might be a good fit for you, just email me directly, and I'll have that conversation with you. Tim at timandjulieharris.com, and just put in the subject line, brokerage. So these are all the things that are happening really quick. And I have to say the one thing I'm surprised about is how much, how fast they're happening. I mean, all the things... For the most part, Julie and I predicted about 75% of all the things that are happening are happening, but what I didn't expect to happen, what Julie didn't expect to happen, have happen, was have all of them happen in the first quarter of 2019, so it's coming fast and furious. So, you know, there it is. If you want to listen to past podcasts, obviously iTunes, or just go to timandjulieharris.com. Next point, Julie.
1: Yes, next point is skills. You must have, at the very least, your pre-listing package done and be able to present it and handle objections as well as actually close you must have your formal listing presentation and buyer presentations done and polished this really is a non-negotiable thing if you're going to be out there in the wild working with sellers and working with buyers especially with sellers you're going to need to be prepared and I really don't understand why anybody would wait other than, you know, really fresh newbies that don't know what they don't know, and that's one of the reasons to get involved in coaching earlier rather than later, is so we can be very clear about these necessities, not just to, you know, survive, but to thrive. So you've got to get these things done. Fortunately, we've already designed, tested, and done everything except literally do this for you with Premier Coaching, but you've got to get these things done so that you can win at all of those appointments and not just screw around with them. So your skills do have to get some attention here, but don't use that as an excuse. You know, your job is to earn while you learn, so get your pre-listing package done. You might not feel 110% savvy with how to handle objections, but you're going to get better by being on real appointments using a real pre-listing package and actually getting that business. Then the next appointment will get better and easier and faster and more comfortable. That's okay, but don't wait. So rule number five, mindset, you must be committed to doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level you know how, and to be committed to consistently and constantly raising that bar. We had a whole podcast about being, uh, I forget exactly what it was called, but don't be one foot in and one foot out, dabbling, trying out real estate, seeing how it goes. You've got to be committed to it working or it's not going to work. What's the uh, saying? If it's meant to be, it's up to me. But there's also one, I want to say it was Henry Ford, that said, whether you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. So you've got to watch your mindset and not go into this as a trying it out type of scenario. You know, you wouldn't approach a, quote, real job (laughs) with trying it out. Because you're going to have that accountability. You're going to have that, uh, the requirements of the job. The problem, as Tim said, with real estate is nobody's really keeping an eye on you. So that puts more pressure on you to keep an eye on yourself. Again, another good reason for coaching so we can monitor that. All right. Rule number six, more mindset. You may not go full-time just so you can flex your creative muscle, dump your boss, not have a schedule, or recreate the real estate model. Your product is profit, clear and simple. So make sure you have a mindset of profitability. Anything you want to add to that, Tim?
0: Um, Read this book. Love this book. Most people in real estate hate this book. We love it. Profits aren't everything. They're the only thing. George something or another is the author. Wonderful book. Profits aren't everything. They're the only thing. That book is the antithesis to the feel-good sort of socialized view of big teams and all mm-hmm. the rest of it, but it really is the essence of what it takes to run a profitable business. Julie just said it. I want all of you to listen, especially if you're getting into this business for the first time. You are getting into real estate to make a profit. A profit is what you then have as a result of your being, being having been of service to enough people. If you have no profit in your real estate business, it's because... The joke is you're running a nonprofit involuntarily, and that is probably exactly what's going on, and you have not learned yet how to help enough people at a high level. There's a direct correlation between the life experiences that you have on this planet, the cars you have, the clothes you have, the food you eat, the places you travel, the people you know. There's a direct correlation between those experiences that you have and the number of people that you have helped. That's it. That's your relationship. That's the correlation. If you want to be jealous of somebody who has more money than you, you are a fool, because the simple fact is, is that they have more money than you. They have more of what you want because they don't struggle with the idea that they have to be of service to other people. Now, can they verbalize it like I just did? Probably not. But that is the essence of it. They have really taken the time to become the best at whatever it is that they do or in the process of doing that. And that results in them attracting more people to them to do business with them. Guys, it's not any more complicated than that. Rich Money, all those types of things, success, those are the byproducts of having helped other people. So if you are not experiencing those things in abundance, it 's because you're not helping enough other people. Why is it that you 're not helping enough other people? Here's why, because you haven't got enough things to offer to folks that they would want to do business with you that 's why it's like a store with one item. You know you walk past a store, a grocery store, and they just have canned peas. On the uh they even sell canned peas? I don't know. They just have canned <laughs> peas, so. and, and that's it. One can of canned peas, and the grocery store owner is jealous of the you know the Costco across the street with the billions of things to sell and great customer service and lower prices. And the guy at the can pea guy is all pissed off and all jealous and you know talking trash about the Costco. And yet he could have essentially had a, a business sense about him and figured out a way to basically be of higher level service and attracted more people into his store. So you're. you're. You're going to have to learn how to help people in all markets, not just the seller's market. You're going to have to learn how to have conversations that maybe make you uncomfortable but are part of what it takes for you to be successful. I mean, that really is the bottom line. So Julie has to get to Premier Coaching, and it is a proven fact. (laughs) It's a proven fact. Major universities have done these studies. I'm making this up, you know, that (laughs) people who attend the Premier Coaching Call Live with Julie have a tendency to not just make more money. But they're taller, thinner, have more friends, um, and um, thats I can't think of more nice things. That's it. So if you're in Premier Coaching, make sure you attend Julie's calls live. Go there now. It starts in two minutes. Don't listen in replay. Attend the call live. Ask Julie questions. Email Julie questions afterwards. She always spoils everyone in Premier Coaching. So, if you want to grab those books, remember just text word Harris, H A R R I S to 31996. If you want to talk with me, if you're in a situation where you're basically uh, you're a broker and you're, you're realizing that basically end times are near, if you're an agent and you're suspecting your broker is <laughs> suspecting the end times are near, if you need any honest-to-God direction on what to do with regards to brokerage, just email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com, and I will essentially give you as much coaching as I can to get you headed in the right direction. These are critical decisions that all of you need to be considering in the market like this. If you need me for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com, and of course, Julie is Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow.